I'm your host, Mike Absick. Wheels, and with me as always. Like a dragon punched for the very first time, uh, Family Master David McMurray. And first time guest on the show? Ryan McCarthy. Cool. Thank you for thank you for filling in. Yes, that that did not earn the enthusiasm that it merited. <laughs> thank you for coming along. As you can imagine, having three hosts over disparate time zones is sometimes it just doesn't work yes. out. Surprisingly, not more often, but yeah, we we put a lot of effort into making sure that it works out. So yeah. Uh, some weeks don't play nice, and we're happy to have a guest this time. But, uh, big week. New consoles, yay! Yes, large new consoles with large new teraflops. <laughs> large new consoles, unless you got a Series S. Yeah, pretty much. I need it to be understood that the PS5 is every bit as ugly as it looked when I first saw it. That's good to know. But in fact, perhaps more so, because when it's turned on, it's blasting out truly hideous LEDs. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Get used to that. It's nice and quiet, though, so that's something. Yeah, I can confirm that the Series X is a giant brick, and is also very quiet, and it looks really stupid <laughs> if you have to put it sideways. It looks really bad. <laughs> At least it works. I have... I would have to pull out a screwdriver to put the PS5 sideways in an uh, official capacity. I'm not looking forward to doing that. Uh, but also see. looking forward to doing it because it will mean that I have a PS5. <laughs> oh yeah, Wheels has had mishaps. Yes. Okay, then we won't go into that. FedEx. Uh, but yeah, uh, I... Got it, booted it up, downloaded Spider-Man. Well, excuse me, put in Spider-Man Miles Morales, downloaded Spider-Man Remastered, put in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, downloaded the PS5 version of that, put in Yakuza Like a Dragon, installed that, and then realized that by the time I finished all of that, that we were going to have to record fairly soon anyway. So. Whoops. Hey, I have uh, played some Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, I'm jealous. It's Soon. very good. Oh, George man. Takai is great. Oh, I'm curious who he voices. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it looks really good. I've heard nothing but positive impressions thus far. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of Goofy yet. It's actually been lots of like heartfelt stories so far, which is cool. So here's the thing about Yakuza. The it, main story is usually pretty heartfelt. And all the, the side, side stories are always insane. Okay, good to know. Just completely off the wall bananas. Oh, and also, I played Virtual Fighter Five for like half an hour for no reason. It's a good game. It's like, oh, this is a fun but button mashy fighting fighting game. Let me play this for That's a bit. Not it's... <laughs> it's not button mashy. It's a highly technical fighting game. Listen, I don't know what I didn't have no idea what I'm doing, and I finished the arcade mode. But it's it's very sad to see the precipitous fall from fall of stature that Virtua Fighter Five had from <laughs> from being like Sega's marquee PS3 launch era game to being a mini game included in Yakuza. 
Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Virtual Fighter. You yeah. were. You deserve better. <laughs> At least the people making Yakuza still care about you. But yeah, so I've got a lot of game to play. I was disappointed, though, I'm surprised to find out that the uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition that includes the remaster of the PS4 game does not include that PS4 game on the disc. It is yeah, well, a download code for some reason. Uh, I don't Sony. even. I don't even know why. Uh, also, I had to debate with myself for a little while about which direction to insert the disc in. Oh. Uh, as you, it turns out, did you, you guess want the right? disc. <laughs> yes, I did guess right. Uh, you want the disc art to be facing if you were if you were putting uh, it, it makes a bit more sense if you lay it on its side. But basically, the idea is if you're putting the disc, if it's vertical, it becomes more of a like, huh, which direction do I go? If it's uh, put in on, you, you want it facing the larger portion of the console. Like the disc art needs to be facing the larger portion of the console. Right. But it's still, I admit that for a minute there, I was like, is, is this the right direction? Is that how it works? But, I mean, I've, I've complained about the PS5 a lot prior to its release, but I will give it some props. One, Sony has stopped believing that heat-sensitive buttons are the future. The thing has an actual physical eject disc button and an actual physical turn-on-and-off button. That's good. That is a huge improvement over the launch PS4 in that mm. way. Uh, and what was the other thing that was... Oh, yeah, the, the OS is still very clearly descended from the PS4 OS, but I hate it markedly less. <laughs> so, there's that. Uh, it's still going to take some getting used to, but it's better, so... Yeah. Yeah. The the other thing I wanted to mention about the Series X is so I I already had like an external drive on my Xbox. Uh, Sponks. Uh, the names are just all mushing together in my brain now. Yes, One X. Uh, so I basically moved some stuff that was on the internal drive there and just plugged that into the Series X. Everything worked right off the bat, no issues. But not only that, I tried some games uh just running off that hard drive and they loaded like 10 times faster that's impressive because they shouldn't <laughs> right it, it will the, it the, must be the there's like some sort of like velocity thing that's like on a hardware level that yeah. they've been hawking that must be something well, to do with that well one of the ones was um star wars battlefront 2 yeah which load definitely loaded slowly on the Xbox One X and I don't know if it's just some sort of like processor slowdown or something that was making it load slower mm -hmm. in the old machine but it just it loaded a lot faster like so I don't know yeah I'll try to look up more about this like like both Sony and Microsoft have been talking about how quickly that they're uh, like how quickly they can load shit so yeah huh. Uh, the sad thing is Minecraft, which has a notoriously bad first load on like any platform. Yeah. Uh, is not much better. 
Mm, it might work better if it's loading off the, the uh, solid-state drive. It is, and it's still not. So what that tells me... It's just not improved enough. Yeah, what, <laughs> what that tells me is the hang-up was never like a hard drive speed issue. It wasn't like throughput. It was just like <laughs> the way, what it's doing. Yeah, well, that leads me to some serious questions about how exactly they they are like translating this game to C++ from the Java yeah. version. And yeah, like, like that should be a lot more efficient. Yeah, like a lot, technical a lot more questions. Efficient. I don't really think I want to know an answer to. <laughs> I Java is nice to work with, but it's slow. Like that's kind of its natural drawback. Yeah. So I don't know how the C plus plus version of it is running that they, way, unless they, like... they had to. Build it in a Java-like fashion yeah. to try to make it work faster. Like, is it running on some sort of its own virtual machine? Like, but then it's just running in Java. I, I know, I know. That's why I said these are technical questions. I don't think I want an answer to. Yeah, I feel like looking at that source code would be vaguely eldritch. Yeah. No, thank you. And it's also very much in a compatibility as God state at this stage. So yeah, because I I look at it and like oh they're you know when they they announce these cool new features coming to it, and it's like not till next summer. It's like that seems like a long time. It's like oh yeah they have to do this on Java and then like, yeah because they still maintain the Java changes. version, which might also be hurting it. <laughs> yeah, it might be, but it might not be because I think the Java version is still extremely popular. Yeah, I mean, hurting it in terms of their capacity oh. to make it run yeah, better. Right, right. Certainly, like, I know that uh, the people that I've talked to prefer the Java version because there's just a lot more, like, mod support for it. Yeah. It also has a whole another difficulty level that isn't in the other versions. It's <laughs> a crazy hardcore mode where if you die, you can't use that world anymore except in spectator oh, mode. That sounds bad. <laughs> I mean it's bad but it's just like it's a neat little thing to have yeah but it sounds bad and I would never play it yeah uh, uh, let's see but yeah so PS5 it's here it, uh, DualSense is going to take some time to get used to it's a weird departure but not like in interesting ways. It's just like, oh, this is like has weirdly sharp prongs. I don't know why you did that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll get used to it. Maybe I won't. We'll see. But it feels a lot bulkier. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it makes it feel vaguely more Xboxy. Interesting. So. There's that. Uh, buttons look and feel nice. Uh, feels. It you know it feels like a first party controller. It feels nice. It's a bit heftier than the DualShock Four. I believe the USB C to to USB like charge controller they gave you is like a foot longer, which means that for most people it's still way too short. But for me, it's been upgraded to perfectly usable. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, those are my impressions of using the machine, but not actually playing a game on it. Nice. Uh, you been playing anything else, or Yakuza like a dragon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many chapters you are? Um, uh, you 
Probably like chapter two or so. I haven't seen like a chapter change yet, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I haven't got I know any that, additional like, party members or anything yet. Yeah, I know it like opens up in like chapter four, I think. So. Um, yeah, so far so good. And yeah, the nice thing about the new Xbox is it's like, okay, this is the same interface. There's not really any anything new, which I guess... But now you've got quick resume. Right. <laughs> It's it's really just like a nice upgrade, so uh, I, which I guess isn't good if you happen to hate the Xbox interface, but I like it. So fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like a dragon is really really nice. The combat system's pretty quick and easy. A cool thing uh, which I hadn't read about beforehand is mm -hmm. that it has like the like the active guard system from like Mario and Luigi games. Oh yeah. We can like Ichiban knows about time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. And like some of the, the, some of the skills require like either timed presses or like mashing a button. So it's, uh, again, I didn't read a ton about it beforehand. Just looked at lots of clips and stuff. Uh, and uh, hadn't noticed that. So the combat system is pretty engaging. And if you happen to not like, like Dragon Quest, um, and not like that super old school. Unlike Ichiban, who loves right. it, <laughs> and not like that super old school type of combat system. I think it's a little more, a, a lot more modern, I would say, than uh, Dragon Quest itself. So that that was a cool touch. One thing that I've been thinking about that I thought was amusing but also uh, existentially terrifying was. Uh, that Ichiban in Like a Dragon, once it gets up to like 2018 or so when it actually when the core story takes place, Ichiban is about the same age that Kiryu was in Yakuza 1. And uh, they are clearly trying to use that same kind of character archetype of like someone who's at or rapidly approaching middle age, but they're trying to ground him in a different time period, and that's why they've gone all in on, like, this is a kid who grew up playing and loving Dragon Quest, because huh. those those people who were children born in the late 70s, early 80s in Japan are now <laughs> are, are now, like, uh, at or pushing 40, and like, that that is their childhood touchstone and like that affects their worldview, which is really cool, but also completely existentially nightmarish. Yes. But I do appreciate I, the character being around my age. So that's cool. Kind of wheel wheels into the grave. Um, <laughs> uh, Ryan, you've been playing anything? Uh, yeah. I've, I've actually been playing uh, Yakuza Kiwami too. Oh, nice. Uh, you you played much of the series before? Or? Uh, yeah, I played. I played in the weird order because I played I played the third one first, then mm. four, then zero, then Kiwami one, then five, then six. <laughs> played it in memento order. <laughs> uh, so is this your first time through two or? Yes. Oh, nice. Two is probably my personal favorite, although I'm not sure how much that's justified. Uh, uh, how far are you along into it, anyway? 
Uh, let's see, I'm I'm on chapter nine. Okay, so you're fairway down. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen my favorite and perhaps the most infamous scene, but yeah, uh, I regret that I haven't gotten around to Kiwami 2 yet, but at the same time, I've still got Judgment and Like a Dragon to get around to, so I can't complain too much. I have all of them to get to. <laughs> yeah, buddy, you've got about 500 hours a game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I I do actually have friends who also started on three. I think because it was just, it was an action RPG on PS3 at a time when like there wasn't a huge amount of content on the system. So but. yeah, well that seems to take us through what we've been playing and. Uh, Unless anyone wants to elaborate further, but uh, yeah. we played anything else this week. I'm trying to think of anything else I've tried on the Series X so far. <laughs> I mean, this like I kind of just loaded up lots of stuff just to get the to satisfaction of oh, this loads in two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> This loads in two seconds, and it runs so much nicer. Yeah. I saw uh, one of my favorite things that I saw on Series X once people got their hands on it was uh, Sonic fans going nuts because there was a section in Sonic Unleashed that always ran like trash. It's this jungle level called Adivat, and it's just like clearly taxing the 360 way higher than it can than it can handle. Uh, because it's just full of all this like foliage tech and such, and by and the Series X just sort of plows through it and runs at a solid sixty. Nice. That's kind of the fun thing about them pushing backwards compatibility to the to like three sixty or original Xbox, but still having the capacity to improve frame rates is that you get the really weird stuff like that or i saw a digital foundry did a video where they showed uh grand theft auto 4 on series x and that running at 60 fps which is just just the weirdest thing to anyone who played a significant amount of that video game when it was new but yeah uh so yeah, that's fun. Uh, I, I, yeah, the one I really wanted to try, which I kind of forgot about, as most people seem to have forgot about this game, was uh, I want to do the Avengers game on Series X. <laughs> because uh-uh. that had really bad load times. and if Oh, that would probably help. Yeah, so if that helps, it'll actually make it like 10 times more playable. Just because whenever you died, it was a long load time. So if that's if that's fixed, then, you know... I will probably breeze through a lot more of that game. To be fair to that video game, uh, or, or to be fair, I should say, that video game will, I feel, almost definitely be getting in a quote-unquote enhanced PS5 and Series X release yeah, sometime in the next year. I'm sure. and Probably with the first major content drop as an attempt to like relaunch it, since yeah. it didn't exactly do the live service game numbers they wanted it to. Yeah, hopefully some people give it another shot. It's not 
not going to say it's the best thing, but it's not that bad. I've heard that the bits that aren't the live service game are way better than the bits that are. They're great, yeah. But I mean, even the live service bits, like, it's not Anthem bad. <laughs> that is perhaps the faintest praise. <laughs> I mean, people have been playing Fallout 76. Those I'm people sure are broken, and you know it. <laughs> it's true. Those Shut people, up. like, degenerated into, like, class warfare <laughs> that long has long since left behind the desire to play Fallout 76 and has reached the point of trying to hurt everyone who was, in, who was just, like, enough of a Fallout super fan to actually pay Bethesda for the Fallout first service. one of the most amazing uh, things I've ever seen. Uh, Ryan, were you going to say something about Fallout? Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, no, I was just going to... I don't know. I was just going to... I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I guess we can probably hit one of our questions. Uh, this was uh, one... Uh, I guess I guess aimed at all of us, but also an easy one to throw down wheels' way uh, from Shaman. As someone who spent about a week straight dealing with the Dynamax adventures, does Pokemon have too many legendary Pokemon? Um, uh, I, bet, I don't even play Pokemon, so that might as well be alien language to me. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Uh, the way I would put that, I would respond is they're not taking Pokemon out, so the answer is always going to eventually become yes. Yeah. But at the same time, they're trying to train us to stop wanting to have all of them. I mean, if, so. for now, until, you know, uh, it starts to get exponentially worse, uh, including all the legendaries is a better thing to do than trying to include the entire Pokedex, especially as it continues to grow and grow, so um, I will say it's, and just it's to tough. I will say, just to confuse Ryan more, that I still, I still have much less ire in my heart for legendaries than mythicals There's a difference? Mythical Pokemon <laughs> are anything that was not actually available in game outside of a special event Oh, Jesus Christ so they were things like Mew in original Pokemon where you could only get it by having it traded from a Nintendo employee or cheating with a Game Shark or anything else that was handed out in an event but was never like capturable. Gotcha. A lot of times they got to be the stars in movies just to make me more ups upset. <sighs> And there's actually more of the Gen 8, I think, has the fewest as of now, with yeah. just Zerud. Yeah, you know what? There's too many legendaries. Like, <sighs> like the Regi, the Regi legendaries. Oh, the Regi, the Regi, uh, the Regis are garbage. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> so the Regi. My favorite is how useless uh, Regigigas is. Because of the ability they saddled it with to try to balance it. Are you aware of this, Wales? No, I'm just aware that it looks like garbage. <laughs> it does. Uh, 
So Regigigas was your quote-unquote reward for catching the other three uh, Reggie whatever. It's Reggie Rock, Reggie Ice, Reggie Steel. Uh, it's it, but like it's got higher stats than all of them, but it, it's cursed with the ability Slow Start. Slow Start causes the attack and speed stat to be halved during the first five turns in battle. Oh. I'm not sure if you're aware how long Pokemon typically last in a battle. It's not five turns. Nope. <laughs> that thing will be very lucky if it ever manages to reach the point where its stats actually work. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's basically uh, known for being useless. Yeah, there's a lot of other weird legendaries where it's like, what is this? Listen, if you just give me the Sun and Moon legendaries, you know, you can remove any others. I don't really care. Uh, give me the top loose. Are Ultra Beasts legendaries? I don't know how they work. Um, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't... I, I need to go back and actually play Sun and Moon. Like, I got partway through Ultra Moon and then didn't get around to it, but... So I don't know what Ultra Beasts actually are. Um, don't really yeah. need to include those, because most of those are like Eldritch horrors anyway. I mean, that owns, They're all very weird. <laughs> like, that's what's cool. It's true. It's fair. But, yeah, that's... Uh... So yeah, there's your Pokemon, ideally... Uh... I mean, there's there's no way to get away from the fact that there's just the number's going to keep piling up. It's going to cross your personal Rubicon eventually. But I mean, it's whatever. They're 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 there to like make it clear that whatever Pokemon movie is most recent is having a very important event because now there's Victini here or whatever. Mm-hmm. Born in a marketing meeting, raised in a cave. Um, and then Kroll has something very rude because uh, it's for, going to force us to think. <laughs> but I don't want to. Too bad. Less of a question, more of a challenge. Can you pick a 1 to 10 lineup of your favorite RPGs with each number being a sequential constituent of a different series? This means number one could be a standalone, so e.g. the world ends with you. Then say Grandia 2, Witcher 3, Shin Megami Tensei 4, etc. Uh, I could count up that way. I don't think that I could do it without lying. By virtue of the fact that they're supposed to be our favorites in a series. But, like, if we're just... (laughs) If we're just reducing it to games we actually care about... Yeah, that's gonna be hard. Yeah. We're gonna do this, though. We're doing this. Oh, Lord, why? Because I said so. Okay. World Ends With You is a good standalone to start with. I like that. Uh, I'm going to pick... Um, <laughs> Legend of Legacy. That's fair. You want to take part in this challenge, Ryan, or do you not want uh, to yeah. die? Okay. Yeah. Uh, my first pick is Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, good. Let's see. Uh, Saga 2 for me. 
my two personally will probably be Star Ocean, the second story. Hmm. You wheels? Saga 2. Ah, that was an easy pick for you. Yep. And Ryan? Yakuza Kiwami 2, which I haven't finished, of course, but... I'll take your word, because it is... It's the remake of a real good game. <laughs> With Dave here, I think we accept all Yakuza <laughs> answers. <laughs> it would it would be very hard for me to argue against. Yeah. Let's see. Threes. Um, trying to think of like really standout threes. <laughs> The Witcher uh, would be a good one, obviously. Yeah, Witcher Three is what Crow brought up, but is that is that what you want to select with? No, I haven't played nearly enough Witcher to be able to to say for sure whether yeah. that would be. I'm just going to go with Shining Force 3. That's a good one. Mm. Uh, I don't want to lose Dragon Quest. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I have to save some of these like obvious franchises. Yeah, you have to save the franchises with like a bajillion entries. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise you won't reach the end. Uh, let's see. Uh... Uh, I'm I'm really thoroughly tempted to cheat here because this is a third game in a series, but it doesn't have the number three in it. Mm. No, I don't want to cheat. Do you have something, Ryan? I'm just going to throw Persona 3 down. That's a good one. I was about to cheat with Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. (laughs) Which is the third Persona game. Uh, But that's cheating. Uh, Let's see. I have like a brain uh, brain crowding happening here. Uh, Let's see. I'm willing to accept that these these are favorite franchises and not necessarily my favorite entries per franchise, because mm. otherwise I'd have to lie the entire time. Uh, but uh, let's go with uh, Shin Megami Tensei three. It's a good one. It's by no means my favorite entry, but is a good game in a in a favorite franchise. I'm also counting the spin-off franchises from Shin Megami Tensei differently or I'll die. Persona 4? Uh, you went for Persona 4. You stole it. Yeah. You rat. Do we all have to well, pick too different bad. I'm ones? Too bad, I'm taking it too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, if, if we can... <laughs> if one of us... Saying it pulls it off the board, then we're going to be in real trouble. And yeah, get we'll up die. to ten. <laughs> so yeah, Persona Four for both of us. What about you, Ryan? Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think I can think of one for four. <laughs> That's fair. We can yeah. keep moving in sequence. 
Uh, yeah, if you think of one, we'll go back to it. I think me and Wheels might have the same five as well. Breath of Fire five? Yep, Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter. <laughs> Released in Japan as Breath of Fire five and announced in America as Breath of Fire five. Uh, have you a five? I played like hmm. I played like an hour of entering an Odyssey five. I'm not sure that counts. So sure, why not? That's that's fine. That's a that, by all accounts, that's a very good entry. Have you played other entries? Because I think if you have, then playing a little bit of one would give you a good idea. So yeah, that's like the I think that's like the only one I've really tried. No. Oh. <laughs> Oh well, we'll give it to you. I'm anyway. sure you'll learn to love it. <laughs> Let's see, Yakuza Six, uh, Final Fantasy Six. I knew you were going to do that. Sword and Fairy Six. What? what? <laughs> Sword and Fairy Six. <laughs> Don't think I've heard of that one. I reviewed it. Oh. Oh, I saw that review. Is that the um? That's like the Chinese RPG, right? Yes. Oh, I want to. I want to try that sometime. It looks pretty cool. Meanwhile, I have a breeze round. Final Fantasy VII. I can't pick Final Fantasy again, can I? You cannot. Are you ready to use your Dragon Quest? Uh, yes, I am. Dragon Quest Seven, it is. Brian? I don't I don't got one for seven. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Plus I'm uh, saving my final fantasy for something else. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, once you get into these like high <laughs> numbers, you get into things that it's like, is this technically a seven? Does this count? There's like five franchises that fill this. Uh God, let's eight. see. Is there a might and magic eight? <laughs> uh I was going to say uh, Trails of Cold Steel, which is collectively Legend of Heroes 8. Oh, sweet. I'm, I'm going to take that too then. <laughs> <laughs> Nine is going to be my real hurdle. But... I could do a nine just based on my confidence that I'll enjoy something. But. I'll I'll try to think of something else that I haven't played yet. Ryan, you got a do you got an eight? Because I won't blame you if you don't. Let let me think of an eight. Uh, no, I don't got one. That's fine. That's fine. We can come back to it. I got a nine. Uh, the it's... comedy answer for nine would be saying Shin Megami Tensei nine, which is <laughs> not the ninth by any stretch. <laughs> Uh, Wheels can probably more legitimately say this one, but East Nine Monster Max. Yeah, that's what I'm taking. I am working under confidence that it will fit perfectly on this list. It's very I'm good. I <laughs> have only played it in Japanese, but it's very good. Okay. Uh, I have to rack my I... brain for 10 since I already wasted Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so, like, brain damaged that, like, I was just like, 
Oh yeah, that's that's the Dragon Quest I really enjoyed. There wasn't a Dragon Quest between nine and eleven, right? It's Dragon that's Dragon Quest ten, right? <laughs> <laughs> just so brain dead at the stage. Uh, trying to remember what my four was. Oh, it's Persona Four. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, my ten is going to be uh, game series with ten entries. Uh, what's the... Help me out, Google search. Uh... <laughs> Dracula X, Rondo of Blood. Clearly the ten. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm calling foul on that. <laughs> I know, that's cheating. It would be like saying Mega Man X. Can I pick the tenth Dragon Slayer game? Oh, never mind. I haven't even played that. The Legend of Xanadu too. Yeah, like you're getting into some real out there options. Is there, uh, is there an Ultima Ten? That's not. E- I don't think that even came out. No, that doesn't even exist. <laughs> it's, the series just died after nine. Damn it! It's very hard to find franchises with retract my Final Fantasy and pick a different six. I mean, you could if you're a coward. No, you gotta so, stick to your choices. Okay, if I count all of the Kingsfield games <laughs> and and the Shadow Tower games as the Wait first six entries in the Souls franchise, <laughs> then Dark Souls Three becomes Kingsfield. Oh 10. God! Oh, no, not that one. <laughs> Galaxy Brain. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I wanted to count differently, it would be Bloodborne. <laughs> oh, God, no! Oh, my God. Come on! <laughs> Wheels, you need to play more Dark Souls 3. I found something important for your build. <sighs> you can simple infuse your weapon, and that causes you to regenerate MP. Uh, oh, oh, all right. All right, now we're talking. <laughs> Maybe I can make my whiz biz. Yeah. Uh, does Mega Man uh, yeah. 10 count as an RPG? There's my answer. Dark Souls 3 is Mega Man 10. my favorite number 10. <laughs> I'm going to pick the 10th generation of Pokemon. That doesn't exist yet and won't for at least another five years. <sighs> I remember correctly, they're, they're only up to... Eighth generation? Or... Yes, that is correct. Yeah, Sword and Shield are generation eight. Yeah, I think so... they're... Still a ways to go. I'm sure that uh, Pokemon uh, Jupiter and Mars will be incredible, <laughs> though. I don't know where I pulled that from, but I, I think it sounds good. <laughs> Alright, what other RPG series have a megaton of entries? Can, uh, I, can I pick like the 10th EverQuest we... expansion or something? You don't even like EverQuest. That's irrelevant. That's more cheating than me saying <laughs> Dark Souls 3. It's irrelevant. What about the 10th Zelda? 
Oh god, I'm scared. Uh, the tenth level? Though? Yeah, I'm scared Wait, to see which, which one this is. Let me, I'll look it up. Oh god. Yeah, four would be Link's Awakening. Five would be Ocarina of Time. Six would be Majora's Mask. Seven would be Wind Waker. Do eight we would be the CDI games. No, Twi- eight would be Twilight Princess. Nine would be Skyward Sword. Ten would probably be Link Between Worlds. So. Uh, Spirit Tracks. Oh, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. I forgot those existed. I wouldn't select those. I'm still cheating. <laughs> uh, I would pick Spirit Tracks. You're one of those people. I would pick Link, Link Between Worlds. I wouldn't pick Spirit Tracks. Uh, if we're counting only console games, then it gets into a weirder number. Okay, here's here's a question. Can we include the Mystery Dungeon series as its own series? How would you even number those? I don't know what the 10th would be. Uh, just like Recounting order. Gundam Mystery Dungeon for your Japanese cell phone in 2004? Just, um, was that like an Ooh. official Mystery Dungeon game? Yeah. Crap. Uh, are we counting, are we counting count any Shonen Yangus? Yes. Okay, I'm looking at Wikipedia, which has a chronological release order. So we got Ternaco's oh, Great Adventure. Which, which number would Wind Waker be? Wind Waker would be like seven? Okay, yeah, that one's going to be my seven. That's oh, fair. Perfect. Let's see, Mystery Dungeon, Mystery Dungeon 2, Share and the Wanderer. I'm not counting some of these spinoffs. So number uh, 10, it looks like it's Ternaco's Great Adventure 3. For the PlayStation Two, <laughs> sure. Why not? Cannot have claimed to have played that, but it's one shy of oh, Sheeran the Wanderer side story. God. My my horrible encyclopedic knowledge of video games allows me to weasel word a lot of answers that really shouldn't be allowed. So that was my advantage for this. I think I'm just gonna have to go with Spirit Tracks to finish off Fair this list. Enough. You got a ten, Ryan? Oh yeah, you mean me? Uh, Five yeah. ten. That makes sense. That's you were you were sensible and saved your. And your Final Fantasy. Uh, Smart. We were only asked 1 through 10, but I have a ready-made 11, so Dragon Quest 11. <laughs> yep. Uh, I love Dragon Quest 11. Uh, yeah, like, so, uh, by hook and by crook, we we got something out of that. I would, well, I would say... I never finished Dragon Quest Eight, but I'll probably use that as my eight. Oh. That's a really good Dragon Quest. I fully yeah. support that. Part of the reason I love Dragon Quest Eleven so much is that it's Dragon Quest Eight Two, <laughs> with better combat mechanics. It's true, and much a better, better. character much, uh, much upgrade mechanic. Yes, I did appreciate the 3DS version of Dragon Quest Eight. Does at least remove all the ambiguity from character upgrades yeah and with the with less load times it just it it's a much snappier game yeah (laughs) 
please port that version to Switch, but with nicer graphics. Yeah, to be honest, I couldn't please really... Not. I had trouble getting into a lot of Dragon Quest VIII until I hacked my PS2 and loaded the game onto the hard drive on the PS2, and it had better loading times. I'm essentially immune to bad loading times because I played Chrono Trigger on PS1 and didn't notice a problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, like I'm not really that sensitive to loading times either, unless it's like super intrusive. Yeah, like it has to be like getting into the 45 seconds or more territory before I start caring. Yeah, I'm usually fine. It's just like some games with lots of random encounters. It can kind of add up. It's such a staccato experience, I yeah. guess. Especially if it's... Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was especially noticeable when I traded in my copy of Final Fantasy VI Super Nintendo and got Six and Chrono Trigger <laughs> on PS1. FF Anthology. What a way to experience those video games. Yeah. What a way to experience Wyburns. I had some regrets. I'm thinking of other things that could have been used as very left field choices that are like. Uh-oh. Hello? Hello? There we go. Okay, there we go. Uh, I was I was saying I was thinking of other things we could have used as really desperate technicalities, uh-huh. and I remembered that. Oh, excuse me, Ogre Battle One labels itself as Chapter Five. <laughs> Xenogears, same thing. Oh my god! Uh, Tactics Ogre, let us play together is officially Chapter Seven of Ogre Battle. Uh. And Person of Lordly Caliber is apparently Chapter 6. Now, if you want to... I'll probably put Xenoblade as my number 5 on technicality then. <laughs> That's fair. That's the fifth Xeno game. Listen, technicalities are what makes this kind of question... Or one of the many things that makes this kind of question fun. Use your knowledge to cheat the intent of the question. But yeah, that's uh, those are our new questions. Do we want to dig too much into the backlog, or mm. does uh, I, I should say to Ryan, our guest always gets to propo- a new guest always gets to propose at least one question. So if you've got anything you want to discuss, now's your chance. Hmm. Well, hmm. I'm I'm trying to think of something. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, if you if something comes to mind, just let us know. Um, Let's take one or two off the big board. Yeah, we have got a, a ton. Yeah, like, yeah, we'll tell we'll tell Gaijin. What? Okay, so what is the what are what RPG? What is the RPG you've played? You have replayed the most. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, that's terrifying. That's oh no. The answer to that's going to make me upset. Let's see. Uh, Wheels, you go first while I take some stock. Um, it's probably Final Fantasy Legend One. To be honest, like I've played it. I played a ton. Well, it could be Link to the Past, maybe because that's shorter. But if we kind of 
put like that. it ends up being a question of like, are you counting raw hours or number of replays? Yeah, yeah. number of replays. Here. Number We're of not... replays okay. would have to be uh, linked to the past, but I'm going to put that to the cool. side since uh, we often kind of. It's a question of whether or not that would Zelda's qualify always as a an knife RPG. Ca- an yeah. edge case. And if we put that to the side, it's most likely uh, Final Fantasy Legend 1, because it was uh, like the only RPG I had on the Game Boy for a long time, and I played a ton of Game Boy, so I just ended up playing through that game a ton. For me, if we're looking at game, I have... Like RPG that I've replayed or partially replayed the most, it's probably FF7. Mm. I I have played that game just too many times. I just yeah, it's it's a game I'm always ready to go back to. So if we look at like raw number of hours, it's probably like Persona Five, just because each playthrough of that is like a hundred hours plus. So not too long. I love it, but it is very hard to justify going through again, even though I have done it more than once. It'd be nice if yeah. there was like a portable version of that. Wouldn't game it be something? funny if they put that on like a portable that was, yeah. you know, capable of playing PS3 level games? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> if only. Perhaps one where they made a spinoff oh, yeah. that was acted as a sequel to it. <laughs> oh, you mean like a Nintendo Switch? Oh man, brainwave! <laughs> they could call it Persona Five S. Hmm. <laughs> just gonna say uh do you do, what is your answer for this ryan i'm curious uh well it's like <laughs> i'd say i've, I've played uh okay i i think i've played played windbreaker like five times i'm pretty sure oh man that's a good one and like that's like, a lot that's a lot of uh triforce hunting to go through well to be fair like four of them were like were like in the space of months when i was like really young. Like it was one of those things where it's like, this is the game I have and darn it, I'm going to play it. <laughs> yeah. I was really into it. I um, mean, it's a real good game. Yeah. It's not my favorite, but I mean, it also was, I also wasn't uh, like that game for me was linked to the past in Ocarina of Time. Yeah. So. I, oh, don't worry. I, I know plenty of people who don't say Wind Waker's their favorite. So. Oh yeah. I'm sure that that is, that it, that, like that's one of those things. Like I'm trying to hold back. Like I I have strong feelings about Wind Waker, but also like being a jackass about it is not something I feel like doing. Yeah. Uh, so. Honestly, don't don't you don't hold back. Honestly, <laughs> no, it's fine. Like every every fan. Like this is one of those things where it's like every fan of certain games that get heavily criticized has had to listen to every criticism of that game over and over. And it's like after a while, it's like, yep, yep, I heard it before. Yeah, and, and the thing with Zelda too is I feel like. Zelda fans are often overly critical of games they don't like, and if you kind of look, look, grab like any Zelda game and like step back and look at it, it's like, oh, these are all really, really, really good. Yeah, like Wind it's, Waker is not my favorite Zelda game, but it's like at worst, it's like a seven out of ten. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely have a lot of my criticisms about Skyward Sword, but you know, I love that game, but it's also one of those things where like I can see why people would get upset yeah. with it because if you don't gel with its controls then it's un- unplayable <laughs> I, I feel like Zelda games are great at, at this sort of thing because 
they just feel like a fun adventure that you can kind of just keep going through again. And it's, I think this is why I like Breath of the Wild so much, just because the world's so big, you can kind of start fresh or, or just pick up where you were and just wander around and find new things or find things you forgot about. It's just, it's what's so great about that series. I don't think that I've ever played a Zelda game that failed to engender the feeling that the world within it that I had never real even when I knew logically oh, did you drop off again oh, Dave. Dave what you cut out Hello? you cut out oh, for a second I was just, <laughs> yeah I was just saying I don't think that there's a Zelda game I've played where I didn't feel like uh, I didn't feel like even even when I knew that I'd gotten everything that there was to get in the game, I always felt like the that even when I knew logically that I had everything, the world still felt like it had secrets that I hadn't discovered. And I think that's part of what makes them so memorable and so sticky. And so why they, like, every child who picks up whatever the latest one is, like, becomes irrevocably, like, fond of it because it's like the one of the first times for many of them for many of us i should say that a video game felt like an adventure that could that if you just kept going it might go on forever yeah <laughs> uh, and like wind waker and breath of the wild are great examples of that too just because they kind of give you this world where it feels like you're kind of free to go wherever and explore everything explore every last inch of that sea yeah i wasn't there for it but i'm sure that there was plenty of rumors about like hidden things that were just waiting to be found in wind waker because i remember there was a ton of that in ocarina with ocarina of time that game's just endless endless weird like rumors about things that were secretly in the game uh some of which had people had more reason to believe in than others but i still think my personal favorite nonsense rumor in ocarina of time is like how how to beat the running man which was like just this weird mini game where it was just like a dude in hyrule field who ran around and he would like challenge you to a race and no matter when you no matter how quickly you ran, he would always end up one second faster than you. And it's like, well, there has to be some way to beat him, and he has to give you something for doing it. And it's like, no, there's nothing for him to give you. It's just a time trial. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, there's also just like children misinterpreting visual stimuli. So you get stuff like the uh, sort of embossed like Triforce texture that's in the uh, main menu and people were like well there has to be a way to fill that ignoring everything about the game's plot that s tells you exactly where every piece of the Triforce is at all times <laughs> but no there has to be a way to get the Triforce that's uh, there has to be I'm going to spend five years looking for it <laughs> going to post on game FAQs in 1999 I have close friends that did that they are uh, they're very nice people, oh, but it's just still a very strange... It's like a time that like requires you to have been a very specific age and a very kind of naive. <laughs> Magical time. 
Yeah, pretty much. And I'm sure that that kind of rumor persists even in this age of, uh, in, with modern games, even in this age of like internet information causing, uh, causing everyone to have like resources to find out what's inside basically every game. But just look at some listen, of the Minecraft kids don't urban, know how to research. Urban legends, man. <laughs> Say what? Look at some of the Minecraft urban legends. Oh man! And then half the time, those urban legends get worked into the final game. Any oh. get worked into a patch updates anyway. Yeah, I, had to, I don't think I've heard of these Minecraft urban <laughs> legends. Yeah, I yeah. don't think we're the right generation for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the one that I had to like explain to my son was not real. Was there was like one about some weird, like evil version of the Steve that you could. It's just Hero Brian. Yes. Oh, yes it is. That one still has purchase. I've been hearing yep. about Hero Brian in Minecraft for like eight years. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, we can do this and summon Hero Brian." I'm like, no, son, no. <laughs> I promise. It's not your real. friend might believe that, but either he's lying to you, yes. or you're being, or he, or he's being lied to. No, son. That YouTube video we saw was somebody playing a mod. Now let me explain to you what a mod is. Uh, this is this is when you have to have long discussions with your child. Yes. Yeah. Child, let me explain to you about a mod and the difference between the Java version and the. Oh God. <laughs> It's great you're using this opportunity for a learning experience. They have to learn about Java sometime. <laughs> the children have to learn about tech war sometime. Uh, son, let me tell you about null pointer exceptions. <laughs> oh, man, you don't get those as much in Java. <laughs> I did, goddammit. Child, let me I tell said you as about... much. <laughs> what did you say, Ryan? Uh, no, uh, I said, child... Child, let me tell you that time, the time back when we. <laughs> no, I thought something. I don't keep it's going. Fine. But I'm just gonna rant it, rant about how like you haven't felt pain wheels until you've had like until you've had to deal with C plus plus like auto converting a null that was assigned to a pointer into a zero and trying to use that. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> I've, already... I had to like teach a partner for group work in a college course about like slowly by just editing his code every single time no do not use null please use a null pointer object it won't implicitly convert into a zero and i won't have a headache in like five hours from now listen i'm primarily in typescript now and that's got its own weirdness to deal with typescript is just trying to make javascript behave like a normal language trying and mostly succeeding but not completely. But some of the weirdness comes from, oh, it's got Java in the name, but it uses... <laughs> but I keep using things like it is Java. And that's annoying. It threw me. Like, it destroyed me the first time I found out that JavaScript and Java are entirely unrelated. <laughs> it makes no damn sense. And the only explanation I could find was... When they were making JavaScript, Java was kind of the new hotness, so they wanted to lash onto that. <sighs> and as far as I could tell, that's the only explanation. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Go back in time and ha not have done that. Uh.
Uh, now that we've successfully put everyone to sleep with programming time. <laughs> do we want to do another question? or Sure. Okay. Uh, now we have to open up the big list. Let's see. This is in my... I've put this in a non-indicative folder and we all have to live with that. But it's okay. I found it this time. I did not have to ask Gaijin desperately where it was. Uh, you know what? We have somehow actually... Uh, I'm going to, to rudely assume... Ryan, you don't have much experience with the Tengai Machio games. Uh, not really, no. <laughs> okay, then I will skip past that. Uh, but, I mean, I definitely want... I want to check them out sometime, but... It would be nice if more of them were translated instead of just zero and oriental blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know we were supposed to get that PS2 one at some point. Like, I know... There, I know there was an announcement it. about uh, Namida at some yeah, stage. Yeah, that was what I was talking about. Yeah. Namida was definitely, like... Uh, there was a period where I think they had plans to try to bring over Namida and the Xbox 360 remake of one, and we yeah, didn't get yeah. either. So, yeah. Uh, I'll save that for... Uh, or is this really about... Uh, there's, there's, this is not super Tenkai Makio, Jason. It's just how this question is framed. So I'll bring this one up. Uh, thanks for the recommendations about Tengai Makio, but I have some doubts about it after playing ten, uh, Tengai Makio Zero. How many RPGs that actually incorporate real-time clock and day-night cycles are successful? Uh, I feel like that's very much more the providence of PC RPGs. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Infinity Engine games typically do it, but I mean, it also depends on like what... What are you? What are we counting as successful? Uh, does the day and night cycle have to affect the game in any meaningful fashion? Because then it's just like Majora's Mask. <laughs> what, what does he? What does he mean? What does he mean by the real time? The time cycle, whatever. Tengai Machio Zero has like this weird system where like it has like a clock inside the cartridge that it uses to like have a day-night cycle in a Super Nintendo game where, like, it it moves independent of what you're doing. Like, there's not... It's not like Persona where you have time blocks that are discreetly... Like, you choose to spend time. It's like, clock just keeps going regardless of what you're doing. Uh, okay, then. Yeah. So I feel like you mostly see this in PC RPGs. Uh, especially like '90s ones, they, that that idea kind of went away with 3D games because it uh, kind of pushed out some things. Uh, I'll pull out a left field one that's kind of interesting: uh, Blood Omen: The Legacy of Cain, hmm. which I recall having a real time clock that had its ups and downs. You were you played as a vampire, so being in sunlight had like problematic effects for you. Uh, and then being in being at night made the game completely invisible because they did not brighten the game properly, so it made the game really hard. Whoops. That's not really successful at all, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like the most successful use of a quote-unquote real-time clock would be... Oh, Pokemon. Pokemon Gold and Silver. There you go. That was really novel. 
you can catch an owl now. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how many examples we really have to list. This is not actually something that many games actually do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think some of the old Ultima games have cycles like these. Uh, I do. I, I find myself uh, much more taken by games that use their own internal clocks that just like set a time of day depending upon X or Y, like, actions. Like, Yakuza wouldn't be Yakuza if you had a real-time clock to deal with. Like, ever, like most Yakuza activity feels like it should be taking place during a CD nightlife situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can we think of any other real-time clocks? Zelda? Uh... Yeah, it's just Zelda, basically. Yeah. I guess Little Blade, but... Oh, yeah, that does do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. They even do music at nighttime. Like, chiller versions of the daytime soundtrack. Yeah, that's a really nice, actually, way to build atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, I thought of another one that I actually really enjoy. Uh, Brave Fencer Musashi on PS1. Oh, that's a good game. Uh, Ryan, you ever play that one? Or uh, no, I haven't. Don't blame you. Uh, largely forgotten, but it's it's a neat little action RPG. I mean, I know of it. I mean, I yeah. Know of it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I just one of my favorite silly things that that game ever does is that it has days of the week. In addition, a lot of games that do this kind of thing don't actually have specific days of the week, so that was always interesting to me. But uh. That one has days of the week, which are all normal days of the week, except Friday, which is replaced with Sky Day. I don't fully understand why they did that, other than that at the end of the game you have to uh, you have to activate the like this sacred sky scroll on Sky Day, or it won't work. Every everything that decides to get cutesy with that, I find very amusing. Let's see. Uh, but other than that, I think I'm completely tapped on games that have real-time clocks. Mm. That game was also fun, though, because Musashi would eventually get tired, and you would have to either take a nap or pop a mint to <laughs> wake him up. This is this is one that uh, I have strong opinions on. It's number forty-seven on our list uh, is Ryu Gagotoku Studio confident enough about foreign countries to make a game set outside of a Japan? Can we hope for a Yakuza but Sicily type of game? Uh, I think they're confident in selling games outside of Japan. I don't think they're confident in making games not about Japan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know about that. Uh, say what? No, I I was just agreeing with you. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I don't I don't honestly think it would be a very good idea. Uh, yeah, it's one of those situations where like, yeah, the part of the reason that they're able to make an interesting game about 
Japanese Yakuza is being immersed in a culture of like a popular culture that has a lot of Yakuza like stories and ideas to draw on. And so like asking them to make a game about Italian crime families or Chinese crime families or American crime families that doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like like if you want, yeah, like I feel like if you want like, like, like that kind of game set in like a different country, like it's probably best to have like a dev team from that said country to d- make it. Yeah, you would you would want some a dev team that was at the very least immersed in like the portrayals of like that sort of organized crime culture. And yeah, I don't. It, it would just it would not be playing to anyone's strengths. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, at this point, I'm just glad that they seem confident in, like, our games can sell in the West now. That's a, that's a nice place to be compared to where we were 10 years ago. Yeah, our games can sell, and they sell well enough that we can do a full dub starring George Takai. <laughs> they sell well enough to do a full dub. They sell well enough that they're like, that Sega has positioned Yakuza as like, this is our big game for the launch of the... PS5 and Series X in the West. Yeah. It's crazy how far we've come. It's crazy how far we've come from Yakuza 1's very strange, inconsistent dub with Mark Hamill and Michael Madsen. I love every time that a Yakuza game comes out and like people just incessantly tweet pictures of Majima at Mark Hamill and he's just like, I don't remember this. I've been in so many things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that poor man uh, so I feel like I want to close out with a I, I assume that that's, that's fine with everyone right yeah. yeah I feel like I want to close out with a reversal of Ryan's question from a little while ago and ask what is a game that you deeply regret that you haven't replayed more Mm, that's a good one. Mm. I I actually haven't. Re- I don't. I just, I don't really play games that often. But mm. fair enough. I mm. I should I should do plan on replaying Final Fantasy Thirteen at some point. Hmm. Now would be the time. It's been about ten years, and I think it's about yeah. time to evaluate how we all feel about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely been my intentions. That's a good one. You got one, Wheels? Uh, Dragon Quest Eight. Oh, man. I haven't really gotten around to doing the 3DS version, and I would really like to, because there's new content in there. So, uh, yeah, The new content in there is really good. Yeah, it's been on my list for a while, but I just have so many, so much... I have a ton of Dragon Quest backlog in particular. So, and, like, just finishing Seven and playing 11 kind of take higher priority right now so it's probably going to stay in the backlog for a while you gotta finish 11 eventually so I can just gush about how good it is and not have to worry about spoiling you but on that Dragon Quest tip probably like I've been regretting the fact that I haven't replayed like I haven't properly 
uh, reevaluated Dragon Quest three, mm. which I've played a fair bit of, and I'm not sure I've ever finished. <laughs> <laughs> but which I feel like I sh- like because it's such an important game in the franchise. Uh, I feel like that would be one that I need to go back and replay just because it's historically important. This is where RPGs, this is where JRPGs come from. They all, like almost all of them can trace some sort of lineage back to this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Before we sign off, uh, since Gaijin's not here, I will do his plug for him. Uh, Princesses, of, Princesses of the Pizza Parlor, available on Amazon as a Kindle ebook or uh, as a series of Kindle ebooks, I should say, or as paperback collections. Uh, you can find them as uh, under uh, his author name, Michael Yadimizu, Y A R I M I Z U. And if you do read them and enjoy them, be sure to give them a review. It helps. It helps with the algorithm. I have the first one on ebook, but I haven't read it yet. It's very good. <laughs> Listen, you're doing better Highly than a lot of us. Yeah. But uh, that does me- remind me, though, that as the guest, do you have anything you want to plug, Ryan? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. No, no forthcoming reviews or anything. Uh, yeah, I, sh- I mean, I'm, pr- I'm definitely playing Ocean Horn Two for review right now. So, mm. look, look forward to that one. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that. And of course, Wheels has nothing to promote that is not this podcast. Uh, <laughs> sure, I do. I have. Uh... Yeah, I got enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe one day we'll record more adventures in platforming, and then we can plug that. Uh, yes. Right. New crash. Uh, yeah. Uh, questions can go in the comment section. Or they can go in the podcast section of the Discord. But uh, otherwise, I think that signs us off. Thank you again to our guest, and see you, Space Cowboy. See you. Later.